On today's Jerusalem Dateline, after months of contentious protests, Benjamin Netanyahu's government passes a judicial reform bill. What does it mean for the country in the days ahead? And how Israel blesses the world through innovation, from restoring normal activities to those with medical challenges to new uses for drones in the business world. Plus, a gemstone found in a 2,000-year-old drainage ditch. All this and more coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. One day after the Knesset's historic vote to stop the Supreme Court from using the reasonableness standard, Israelis are still divided over the issue. Some are warning of civil war, while others are hoping for reconciliation. Just hours after the vote, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu extended a hand to the opposition on national TV. I say to the opposition leaders, you can continue to argue, you can continue to fight, but you can also do something else. You can reach agreements about what to do next. Let's come to an agreement. This is my call to you, and I extend my hand to call for peace and mutual respect within us. Opposition leader Yair Lapid announced he will challenge the legislation in the Supreme Court. That could set up a major showdown between the justices and the legislature in the coming months. In the meantime, demonstrations continued throughout the night in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Protest leaders say their fight has just begun. And former Prime Minister Ehud Olmert told the media that Israel is now entering a period of civil disobedience and even civil war. However, Prime Minister Netanyahu began his message with a hopeful note. He was moved when he saw a video of demonstrators from both sides in a train station, with advocates of judicial reform going up and opponents going down. Despite their differences, they began to reach out and shake hands, as Netanyahu said, not as enemies, but as brothers. To explain more about this momentous development, I spoke with CBN's Middle East reporter Julie Stahl and Middle East political analyst John Wagi. John, Julie, great to be with you. We are living through tumultuous times, a historic vote yesterday at the Knesset, striking down the reasonable clause for the, uh, for the Supreme Court. John, tell us, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And who's behind much of the protests going on against judicial reform? In the long view, Chris, it's going to be a good thing. It may not feel like a good thing to half or more of the Israeli population right now, but I think it's good that they started on the path to, to judicial reform because it is needed. I think even some of the opponents of Netanyahu's coalition uh, have proven in the past that they thought it was needed in some way, shape, or form. You also have to remember that this is really not about judicial reform. This is about Netanyahu and a sizable group of people uh, in the country wanting to, to be done with him as prime minister. And that's been driving this since the very beginning since before he took office at the end of December. Yeah, and we also understand there's, there's outside influence, outside money coming in to support and fund these protests. Where's the money coming from? Mm. That's, that's a question I think a lot of people here and those of us who are journalists would like to know. Who is funding this on an ongoing basis? We see tents set up along roadsides, nice, neat tents, new looking. Uh, you know, everybody's carrying a large Israeli flag uh, and this has gone on for months and months and months. Where is this coming from? Where is this being driven? Yeah. Julie, you know, people have been asking me, have you ever seen anything like this in Israel's history as far as I've been here? I've been here almost 23 years. You've been here longer. Have you seen anything like this in, uh, in your experience? Not this big. 
I would say that uh, two times. One was the when the disengagement when Israel was going to pull out of Gaza and the, some settlements in Samaria. There were there were a lot of large street protests, not as noisy as these, and that was actually the other side, the the right wing. Mm -hmm. Um, and also probably around the signing of the Oslo Accords when people yeah. were, were also up, didn't know what that was going to mean. Right. And there are also some people that, that think taking this away from the Supreme Court is going to uh, jeopardize minority rights. What would you say to that? You know, I mean, we don't really know what it's going to do at this moment. There are things that will protect minority rights. I don't think it's the end of democracy in Israel. I know people have been saying all sorts of things like Netanyahu is a dictator, and it's simply not true. It's not true. So, you know, there, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of rhetoric going on, and I don't think that, that, that that's at that point at this point. Yeah. John, as we saw in the story we just, uh, we just aired, Ehud Olmert's warning of civil disobedience, maybe civil war, and uh, while Netanyahu is trying to extend a hand to the opposition, uh, where do we go from here? To some extent, that's going to depend on how Israel's real enemies outside the country are treating this situation. Do they smell the weakness? Do they strike during that time? If they do, I think they're going to be surprised by the response. And I think that will pull Israelis together quickly and a lot of this will dissipate. If it's just more of the long, hot summer and uh, people want to continue I think people want to express their opinions and they want to take to the streets, but how long, how, how, how much does Israel's economy suffer? How much does tourism suffer? How much hassle do people have to go through to get on the trains or on the planes? Uh, these are day-to-day -day things that are going to have some, some impact. Yeah. And how much are big stores going to participate in boycotts and that sort of thing? Julie, final, final question to you. As we saw in the story that Netanyahu ended on a hopeful note, actually began his message on a hopeful note where a video of actually opponents and advocates shaking hands. How can people pray for this, to, during this uh, for Israel during this critical time? I would say really for that, for unity among the people, and that that, that uh, unity would be presented, it would be it would come forth. I think that's been my experience in Israel, that people don't really care what you believe as long as you're a nice person. <laughs> and I think um, most Israelis would, would kind of be in, in that kind of a line. I don't think they're talking about politics and screaming and yelling at each other all the time. So I think that would really come forth, that this spirit of division, that truth would be exposed, truth would come forth, and that Israel could go on and deal with the things that are really crucial and critical right yeah. now. Well, great things to be praying about. Julie, John, thanks for joining us. Coming up, imagine what it's like to be limited by a physical disability. Thanks to Israeli innovation, those facing medical challenges are resuming some of the things they used to do. I often marvel when Pat tells the stories of the early beginnings, I think, I don't think I would have had the chutzpah to do some of those things that he did. When you're walking by faith, it isn't necessarily easy. Watch the CBN Story, now available on the CBN Family app.
we were right on the cutting edge of things that nobody had seen before. And I know a lot of people thought we were crazy. The CBN story recalls the celebrated history of the Christian Broadcasting Network from its humble beginnings. It was quite a scene and we walked into this television station. In the control room, there was glass all over the floor. To the renowned ministry that continues to bring the gospel to every nation. When people can hear the gospel on television in their own language, they respond to that. A special presentation in celebration of Pat Robertson's life and legacy. The CBN Story. Watch now on the CBN Family app. Download the CBN News app 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. He walked with the living God and showed us the keys to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. Pat Robertson, evangelist, humanitarian, statesman, educator, author, and visionary. Watch Pat's story and be encouraged by his many teachings. Go to cbn.com slash pat to learn more about what the Lord accomplished through this remarkable servant. For millions of disabled people around the world, simple tasks like playing a musical instrument or going to the gym are out of reach. But one organization is determined to provide real-life solutions to their daily challenges. Take a look. Yosef Abramson just received a gift not available in any store. Five years ago, a war injury left him unable to play the musical instruments he loves. These really special people here behind me have been working really, really hard for three days to develop a very cool kind of gadget um, that will make, help me play guitar better again, uh, help me play drums again and uh, looks like it's gonna work. So very, very excited and uh, very, very thankful. Abramson received a special gift at the event, Makers for Heroes. It's all part of the global mission of Tikkun Olam Makers, or TOM for short, to help the disabled. We launched TOM inspired by a bold vision that called for the state of Israel and Jewish communities around the world to collaborate in helping a quarter of a billion people within a decade in all continents of the world, all countries, all cities, all religions and all cultures. At TOM, engineers, programmers and product designers create solutions to help wounded veterans, like 34-year-old Dror Zuckerman. He needed a special brace to help with weightlifting. This is the brace, also have here the logo, and this is the rubber. This is how it functions. I put it on my leg, like this. It's very light. I can go to the gym, to go to the uh, CrossFit and do whatever I want. Very good. Tom partners with local organizations like Restart in Israel. Restart's vision is to have Every wounded soldier should be back to normal life and integrated into society. And Tom's vision is to take everything that was done here and 
take it to all the people in the world that need it. So together, it's bigger than separately. The company's vision goes far beyond the war wounded. Our vision was to focus the remarkable energy and creativity of Israel's startup nation, to focus that energy on the needs of the people who are living at the bottom of the pyramid, people are living with disabilities, elderly, and poor communities. They focus on needs the mass market or governments won't reach. That happens when their condition is rare, when the people are poor, or when the product requires a lot of customization upon delivery, so it cannot really be mass produced. 59-year-old grandfather Mikhail found a leg up to help him get up in the world. I came to these projects because before I have a problem in, in my leg. It's very heavy for, for me. And now my group and my team, it's give me small legs. And now I'm climbing very fast. And this is, uh, I'm very happy because it's new present, present for me. AT&T Foundry collaborated with the Israeli startup Wearable Devices to help this pianist. We were able to build a model that allows Ohad to get back to playing piano using his weak hand as well, which also has rehabilitative abilities which are beyond what we expected. And we're very happy and, and honored to, to help him make his dream come true. All of the innovative technology becomes a gift to the world. The trick of Tom is that all intellectual property created by all Tom teams around the world is deposited in the public domain, which basically means it belongs to nobody, but it also belongs to everybody. Within five years, Tom has spread to nearly 20 countries and foresees a worldwide web of partners to help the disabled. Military drones have been filling the skies over troubled regions for years. And the race is now underway to make them more relevant in everyday life. One pioneering effort is in Israel. And as CBN Middle East correspondent Julie Stahl reports, it's being called part of a fourth industrial revolution. These drones are completing a special mission as they land in Tel Aviv, delivering sushi from Japanica restaurant some seven miles away in Herzliya. You can see multi-drones taking off, doing delivery, coming back, land, finish the delivery process, everything autonomously. This drone could be the delivery truck of the future. One just like this delivered ice cream from Jaffa to the beach in Tel Aviv. Alone Abelson is CEO and co-founder of Highlander, a drone and unmanned traffic management solution that helps keep skies safe for this growing technology. There is no pilot involved, no one is flying the drone, and you still need someone to make sure that the drone flying avoid collide between themselves, landing safely in the right location. These are among the first commercial drone deliveries in central Israel and the city of Tel Aviv. It's the third of eight stages expected to reach new heights over the next two years. It's being managed from the Ayalon Highways Control Center that's usually managing traffic on the ground. We started from zero flights two years ago, 700 flights in the first year, and now we're close to 9,000 flights. So we're definitely progressing even faster than we predicted. As part of Israel's Innovation Authority, Daniela Partum leads the Center for the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Our aim is to enlarge the ecosystem, so add more cities, more urban areas. In order for this to be an economically viable system, 
we would have to enable larger drones flying longer distances in order to deliver heavier goods to more areas. Joined by the Civil Aviation Authority and Ilone Highways, the project is a collaboration between the government and 16 local and international companies. Each company has its own business case, but our goal is to create the regulatory and technological infrastructure for them to be able to do that in an economically viable ecosystem. The various companies work together towards solutions in key areas, ranging from air traffic control and flying the drones to deliveries and security. Daniel Rachamim heads up Mishlocha, one of the most popular and fastest-growing food delivery apps here. Until now, Mishlocha has delivered mostly food and relied on conventional delivery methods like scooters. As a technology company, though, Rachamim says he's always looking to the future. We don't have any doubt that the next stage will be the drones because this is the best way, the fast way, the safe way to move things from one side to, to each other. Flytech is the aerial operator and company vice president Yahav Price says the drones can transport a delivery weighing about four and a half pounds. This is the first time in Israel you can see this kind of project, which means the first time we fly drones with no eye contact through a computer like another UAV. Though the demonstration focused on getting ice cream to waiting journalists, Price says the vision reaches much further than just food delivery. This is a, a platform to show that technology is there and safety is there. We want to provide much more important things to our to civilians, like big orders, machines and uh, medicines. We are doing a great progress and today we are writing the cookbook for economic airspace of deliveries. Hospitals and medical facilities could be big winners with these deliveries, receiving life-saving materials quickly with no traffic jams. And consumers in the future will likely benefit in ways we haven't even imagined. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Tel Aviv. Still ahead, a rare gemstone from Second Temple Times sheds light on life in ancient Israel. Attacks on Jewish lives, communities, and synagogues. The Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And so my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. Now is the time to defend Israel's basic right to exist. And you can do that through CBN Israel. When you send a gift to the Jewish people through CBN Israel, you are giving humanitarian aid to Israelis in need. And at the same time, you are providing news coverage and documentaries that reveal what is really happening in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Attacks against Israel are ongoing. The need is urgent, and you can help. Call 1-800-813-8734. Go to cbn.com slash standwithisrael or text CBN Israel to 41444. I am region's first ROTC graduate.
It's Superbook Summer of Faith. Three stories of God's miraculous protection for those who hear His voice and believe what He says. You'll receive this special bonus pack with Superbook Academy Express, Zacchaeus. Join the CBN Animation Club and get Academy Express, Zacchaeus, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. And as part of our Summer of Faith bonus, receive three Superbook episodes demonstrating God's awesome power. The Bible speaks about the balm of Gilead. It was a real plant in the ancient Holy Land, used in medicine and cosmetics, and even for worship in the Jewish temple. Archaeologists believe they have found a rare engraving of a biblical plant on a precious gem just north of the city of David. Julie Stahl tells us more. Deep underground in a 2,000-year-old drainage ditch next to Jerusalem's western wall, archaeologists say a rare artifact from Second Temple times was uncovered. It's a stone seal made of semi-precious amethyst stone with an engraving of a dove and a branch of a tree with fruit on it. And what was surprising was that it's a branch with fruits that are not recognized with other seals from that period. The seal would have been mounted on a ring. It was found while archaeologists and volunteers were sifting the remains from the drainage ditch at the Emek Tsurim National Park, operated by the City of David. Once we found the seal with the branch and the fruit, we hypothesized that it was the biblical persimmon fruit plant as mentioned in the Bible and in the sources of the Second Temple and the Byzantine periods. The biblical persimmon plant is not related to the orange persimmon fruit of today. Instead, it was known in ancient times by several names, Bosom, Balsam, and the Balm of Gilead. Jerusalem's primary drainage channel was built under the pilgrimage road. The pilgrimage road started from the Shiloach pool in the city of David and went up to the temple of the second temple period. Apparently, this ring with the seal fell into the drainage ditch 2,000 years ago. For a thousand years, Ancient Hebrew farmers were the only ones in the world known to cultivate this exotic plant, using it for medicinal and cosmetic purposes. Guy Ehrlich has been working to revive that biblical agriculture and is the only one in the country growing that biblical persimmon. That's why archaeologist Eli Shukrun took the stone to Ehrlich's farm for him to see. It's just amazing. Someone took a branch of the Balm of Gilead and drew it on the stone. It does not remind me of any other plant I know. Biblical and historical sources also say it was used during the Second Temple period as one of the more expensive ingredients for producing the temple incense. This is the same persimmon that is identified with the biblical persimmon. It is the persimmon that served as the first of the incense ingredients of the temple and as the anointing oil of the kings and priests. Ehrlich has some 10,000 balm of Gilead trees. He markets perfume and essential oil from the trees. He also grows frankincense on his plantation. There is a wall-to-wall -wall agreement that this is the plant, but there is little graphic depiction of it. And what you have brought me now is really a greeting from history. I felt like someone wrote me a note with a drawing of the fruit of my persimmon plant and sent it to me. Julie Stahl, CBN News, Jerusalem. Up next, first responders from Israel and the U.S. train together and share valuable experience. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all of the nations and given us his Torah. From CBN Films. The Bible is a book that has transformed the world. 
If you believe in the providence of God, you believe that God guided those who collected the oral and written traditions. If you can't rely on its history, how can you rely on its theology? What is it? I don't know. I thought you could tell me whether or not they're genuine. It has been criticized, it has been banned, it has been burned, its followers have been burned and killed. It mattered to them to get it right. From the makers of In Our Hands, Oracles of God, the story of the Old Testament. Available on instant 4K streaming access and DVD today for a gift of any dollar amount. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. Now available at CBNRadio.com. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. The fight against terrorism is a common bond between the U.S. and Israel. One organization is bringing together those on the front lines of this war from both sides of the ocean. Here's a report we did a while ago about how the first responders are sharing their valuable experience with each other. This night's celebration of first responders showed how the close relationship between Israel and the United States goes beyond the country's leaders to those on the front lines. We face not only similar enemies, we face similar threats. We are standing together. We are defending the same civilization, the same values, the same beliefs. We are you. You are us. We are fighting for the same cause, and we are deeply appreciative of everything you do to make America safe, because when America's safe, the world is safe. U.S. Ambassador to Israel David Friedman recognized their bravery. You are truly heroes. We owe you an eternal debt of gratitude. Uh, there's not enough I can say about you. Of course, that applies to the first responders in Israel as well who keep us safe here. The Advanced Security Training Institute hosted the event. It works with U.S. professionals by teaching them the latest security techniques from Israel. So here in Israel, they love to share. The way I see it is I tell the U.S. first responders, when you come here, I don't want America to lose the blood that Israel went through and still going through and to figure out what they're going to do to protect themselves. So come learn from us so you can save lives back home. Don't reinvent the wheel. They admit that it's because the training they went through in Israel, they were able to save lives in their community. U.S. first responders come several times a year to train with their Israeli counterparts. It's been amazing. We've been to the Gaza Strip. We've been through two to three borders. We've been to uh, different critical infrastructures to understand how your country protects these in infrastructures. 
I think most members of the team, if not all, have truly appreciated what we've gotten so far. To be honest with you, if I left today, I would go home with a wealth of knowledge and I still have three more days to gain more. It's been incredible. Everybody's been very friendly. Um, getting to see all of the stories that we hear on the news and the different things about the conflicts that are going on here, to see them up close and talk with the people that deal with this every day has been incredible. The security professionals are amazing. 9-11 served as the catalyst for this cooperative effort. What the goal of this organization is, is to help first responders understand counterterrorism and cybersecurity from an Israeli perspective because they have immense experience and knowledge in these two areas. But it also really what's happened is we've built relationships between Israelis and Americans over the years that helps create a more secure United States. We need them and they need us. The state of Israel is God's chosen people. And as believers, we need to support that. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.